Good morning, everybody. We are the Lake Norman Catholic Guys. Broadcasting from beautiful Lake Norman, North Carolina. I am Paul Bartman with my friend Sal Marino. And this week, we will be covering the Liturgy of the Word in Episode 5. So last week, we covered the introductory rites, Episode 4. Um, we, we decided, we've been requested from our um, listeners to talk about the why we do things the and talk about the order of the mass the breakdown of the mass the breakdown of the mass so we're going to cover that and so this week we're going to cover the liturgy of the word and so in the previous episode we talked about introductory rites and as yep. part of uh, participants as part of that um just to, to, to kind of go through that we prepared ourselves for worship yep we made relationships with those around us to prepare for the celebration yep and then we recognize that Christ is in our midst, that he's truly in the um, church with us and and part of the, the Mass. Yep, and we give glory to God. And, and we reflect on our lives and, 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 and look at our sins and ourselves, and we're kind of opening our minds and our, our, our souls um, as part in, of our the, in our hearts as part of the introductory rite. And so when we do all this, that first section of the introductory rites prepares us for the liturgy of the word. So it flows then, there's a, there's a, there's a flow, and we're, we're getting the gift of God. We're getting the gift of his word. Yep. He's talking to us, through, speaking to us through, through the liturgy, sh- liturgy of the word, through yep. the scripture. Yep, utilizing sacred scripture. So we believe as Christ that he's present in the Eucharist. So we know that during the... Uh, liturgy of the Eucharist, we say, you know, he's present within the body and blood um, as Catholics. But we also, in the liturgy of the word, he's directly speaking to us, so he's with us then. Correct. And so this is a very special gift from him that he's preparing us with his words for the um, liturgy of the Eucharist. Um, so we start off with the first reading uh, of, of the liturgy of the word is from the Old Testament. And you know, for when you know, when I was younger, I always thought, well, the Old Testament is kind of outdated and ancient, and you know, the, the people just they, they were disconnected from Christ, and I just didn't see the tie of why are we looking at the Old Testament? Why don't we just jump to the New <laughs> Testament and, and skip all this? And people always always have that inference to the Old Testament, um, as I was discussing uh, with you uh, previously. Uh, the Bible, the best way to look at the Bible, it's the most hyperlinked. Um, book of its day and true to this day everything that was said and written in the Old Testament is fulfilled in the New Testament and Jesus um, exemplifies that he is the answer to the Old Testament. He right. is the uh, living word of the Old Testament and, and the Lord was already having a relationship with the Israelites long before he came on this earth Correct. with Jesus and they were already discussing salvation 
an Correct. eternal life. They were waiting you. for the Messiah to come amongst them. And, and you think about like we, you know, we've watched the Chosen, uh, uh, the, 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 the the series. Great show. I highly recommend watching yeah. that show. Um, if it's, you haven't downloaded, it, download the app, watch it. It's a really good show. It's amazing. Very inspirational to watch. Yes, and it kind of gives you a good sense of Jesus's life as his as as his mission and in his preaching and and his interactions with his followers and disciples. And so he was they were already preparing for the Messiah and 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 Simon when he meets Simon on the shores Simon was like we've been wait I've been waiting for the Messiah. We've been waiting for thousands of years. And at that point he realized who Jesus was. And and he, and and Jesus within that show always refers and recites stuff from the Old yeah, Testament. Of course. You know, that was that's what he uses to teach his disciples. Yep. Utilizing scripture out of the Torah. Right. Yeah. And so the Old Testament is directly tied then, you know, to to our well, mass. To our mass and to the the gospel. Yep. So the two are, are linked together. And after the first reading of the Old Testament. Well let's we, let's break down to so the we do the readings. So who uh, in the mass is doing the readings? We have readers, correct? The right. lecturers, lecturers, and they go to what we call the ambo, uh, and that's where they're going to use uh, the book. It's called the lectionary. That is going to contain the readings, the uh, first and second reading, for the lecturers to um, recite during the mass. So that's important. So you'll see uh, the lecturers go up uh, to the uh, altar. They'll bow and then walk up to the ambo to read their reading, either the first or second reading. Um, and then the, usually the sponsorial psalm is from the Bible, from Psalms, the book of Psalms, and it's either, either read. I know in church today it was sung, and it was being Pentecost. It was tied directly to the Holy Spirit. To the Holy Spirit and, and that theme. And so the, 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 the psalm is our response to the first reading. So it's, it's tied to, to our response to the Old Testament and our response um, to that reading. And then the second reading comes from the New Testament. And uh, once again, the, it's the, the lector goes up to the anvil and, and reads from that. And usually the first reading is harmonized or associated with the gospel. So those two are tied together, the first reading and the gospel. And the second reading is arranged kind of in a semi-continuous fashion, kind of progressing through kind of the New Testament letters, um, either like I think Paul or to, you know to the Corinthians or whatever. And it's over like a three-year cycle. So there's a three-year yeah. cycle. Um, our liturgical our... calendar, which is uh, years A, B, and C. And within the church, if you were to attend. Uh, everyday mass, weekend mass, you would actually go through the entirety of the Bible within those three years. And, and the, as part of the end of the first reading, they always, after the reading, say, um, there's a silence, and then they say, this is the word, the word of the Lord. Yep. And the same is told true for the second reading. After the, they conclude, the lecture concludes, he says, this is the word of the Lord. And we so, respond by thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. And so that's our reminder that this is God talking directly. Yeah, to God us. is speaking directly through um, those through, scriptures. Through the, through the scriptures. And so the next part then after the second reading is 
as a congregation, we stand. And then we sing the Alleluia. Um, and this is kind of the high point for for the word, uh, the liturgy the gospel, of the word. Yeah, we're now, now we're preparing ourselves for the gospel. Right. The gospel it, spoken by either Deacon Webster, Deacon Matt, Father Carter. Right, and so the, the, the deacon or priest carries the book of the gospel, and he processes from the altar where, if you remember the introductory rites, the book was placed, and then it, they, they process over to the amble. And at the amble, the deacon or the priest then does the sign of the cross on the reed. Yeah, oh, but before that, too, um, the one thing that we should point out in the Mass, uh, the, the priest will typically, if the deacon is going to be uh, speaking the gospel, he will actually uh, lay his hands on the deacon uh, over his uh, head and, uh, and pray for him, obviously, uh, before reading the gospel. And bless him. Yep, correct. And uh, in today's uh, Mass, uh, since it's Pentecost, uh, they actually go through another process where they, uh, or another uh, symbol of the incense, where the burning of the incense. And they um, basically... Um, bless him. Bless the, uh, obviously, the uh, book of the gospel um, with the incense. And obviously, Deacon uh, Webster, Deacon Matt will uh, go to the ambo and recite the gospel. Um, and then after the sign of the cross on the book, then they do the sign of the cross on the forehead, lips, and heart. And what it is is may the Lord be with on my mind, my lips, and my heart. And during the speaking of the gospel. And for thousands of years, like uh, the congregation started mimic mimicking that. So that's a tradition that picked up after the priest or deacon did that thousands of years ago. Now the congregation now does that. Um, and and it, that's optional. You don't yep. have to do it. Um, um, you can do it if or, or not. And you can do it on your forehead, um, lips, and heart. And what it does is it reminds you that now you're going to take this word and what the teachings and keep it on your mind, heart, and lips, and then take it out this week as part of your day-to-day -day practice. So you're going to, what you've learned, and share that because through confirmation, we're evangelists. We're soldiers yeah, we're of Christ. Yeah, we're disciples of Christ. Exactly. And, and so we should take that word out and what we've learned and, 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 and discuss it. Correct. And that's important. I mean, that's, that's the essence of why we read the scriptures. Uh, is to uh, to get a better understanding of the teachings, um, obviously listen to the gospel, uh, and um, which we'll be getting in a second, the homily, where uh, the priest uh, expands on the readings relating to today's, um, obviously, uh, youth, adults, how it uh, uh, basically correlates to their lives in this day and age. And it's amazing when, when you think about it. The teachings back then are the same as they are now. Right, right, and they they they, they even, transcend time. Exactly, and they don't get old. They don't get obsolete. They are good for the end of times. And you got to remember too, the gospel are the very words of Jesus. Yep. So this is his spoken words, so that people like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you know, they were there at the time, and so they wrote this. Inspired word through their mouths, and, and we get to see their perspective, understand their perspective about the relationship they had with Jesus Christ. And, if and you, that's important. Right. And if you watch The Chosen in one of the episodes, I don't want to ruin it for 
people who haven't seen it yet. But there's a part where Jesus meets Matthew in the one episode. And he tells him he's collecting taxes at the time. And this is one of my favorite pieces. Yeah, that was a great episode. Episode. And they walk by and he's collecting taxes. And um, he turns to him and says, Matthew, follow me. And at the time, Matthew was like trying to figure out and get his arms around and understand Jesus and who he was because he'd been watching him. And he was a very analytical man and into accounting. And he was trying to kind of figure out Jesus and, and what he was doing. And he, did, and he was one of the richest Jews at the time um, and was taken care of by, protected by the Romans. Yep. And he said, yep, I'm done. And he locked up and walked out. And, and followed Jesus. And followed Jesus. And when he's walking, he says to Jesus, I grabbed this book and this thing. I don't know why I did that. And Jesus goes, yeah, don't worry about it. You'll figure it out later. And so, in a way, he was carrying it because he Preparing himself for writing of the gospel. Writing of the gospel. And he was writing down, and he was very analytical. And so he's writing down everything that Jesus and the disciples said. He was very observant and very detail-oriented. So he was writing all this down about the gospel. And then uh, one of the, the later episodes, he's up on a hillside with Jesus preparing for the Sermon on the Mount and uh, they're writing the Beatitudes. So all this this gospel is the truly words of God and this is our way to understand and, 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 and even 2,000 years later we can understand Jesus and his personality and what he was trying to teach us and his teaching. And like uh, you just mentioned before, uh, we are called to be followers of Christ. And I know Father Carmen today mentioned uh, in the homily, if we're called to follow Christ, what are we doing today to, to that call? Are we truly listening to that call, or are we allowing ourselves to be secluded and live in our own bubble and not spread the word, not offer the gifts that we've been given to reach people? Right. spread the word. And he said one of his pet peeves is when people tell him, well, you know, I don't want to be bothered or I don't or have to. Or I'm good right now. Good. I, don't need to, I don't need to fulfill any of my, uh, nor to offer any of my gifts. I'm fine. Yeah, and I, I, I don't have any gifts or I have no talents to offer offer the church. Or, and he goes, just think if I took that approach with the congregation. Yeah. Said that to Jesus today. Right. And said that to Jesus. He goes, sorry, Jesus. Thanks for calling me, Jesus. But, yeah, you know what? I'm good. No, it's I it's think I'm going to sit this one out. It's the weekend. I need a break. <coughs> yeah. So um, so he, he he talked about that, and, and which kind of leads into the next part is the homily. So this is where the priest or the deacon kind of explains the readings and translates them into our everyday lives and, and modern times. Yep. And, and this is one thing I know uh, with uh, teaching uh, the kids. One of the biggest complaints that kids have, they feel they're lost. They don't understand. Um, even my own kids. And as I've always explained, uh, as you listen to the readings, and if you don't understand the most important part, listen to the homily, what the priest is talking about, or what Deacon uh, Webster or Deacon Matt uh, respond, because they're going to give you the insight. You may not understand the words that were spoken, but they're going to fulfill the overall meaning and fill in the gaps. 
So it's important to listen during the homily uh, to get that understanding if, if you aren't back wrong. Right, and it was amazing this week because he added history to it because yep. we're getting ready to create a new church, build a new church. And he talked about in 1979, uh, the, a group of people got together to celebrate Holy Spirit. Yeah, and it was a mission. Families, it, it, was, it was nothing more than a mission yep. at that point. Celebrating, uh, well, uh, what was it, Episcopalian church that would celebrate? Yep, and, and so now here we are. Uh, as, a, uh, as a parish uh, on the cusp of uh, building a new church. And growing, yep, and so. growing and adding many families. And that's, that's the thing. We're continuing the work of Jesus Christ. He died on that cross uh, and started his church. And so the next part after the homily is the profession of faith. And so as a as a congregation, we recite that. Yep. So as a, as a whole body. So as Catholics, we proclaim the creed, and it dates back to 325. So, and, and it's a testimony of our personal faith. So we, we kind of talk about our personal faith as well as the unity of faith as in the space and time. So it's a <clears throat> sign of communion with the Catholics, with the people next to you, and, and the whole church and the whole and church churches in other states around the world um i think the most important uh, part of the 19 creed if you're ever asked can you explain what it means to be catholic <coughs> and my response is just recite the 19 creed yep and that truly gives you the breath and the knowledge and what we believe as the catholic church and then notably, during the middle of that prayer, we, the word, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, was incarnated by, of the Virgin Mary. And we acknowledge the importance of the incarnation of Christ and being human. Yep. And during that, um, obviously, we started in the night, at that point, as a congregation, as, as a parish, we bow. We bow at that portion of the prayer. Uh, obviously to pay homage to Mary because obviously the Virgin Mary um, was essential into uh, obviously bringing the Son of Christ into this world. So then after that we cover the prayer of the faithful which kind of ends the liturgy of the word that section <clears throat> and we pray and it's prayer for the faithful so it's general intersection intercessions of the church and petitions of the church that we offer you know for our civil authorities uh, for those in need yep um for those, for all human, human nature, humankind, yep. and then for our salvation for the entire world. Yep. And we respond during that time with Lord, hear our prayer for each of those um, intentions. So, in conclusion, you know, there's the, the different parts. We have the Old Testament, we have the Psalm. Um, the Old Testament ties to the Gospel. The Psalm is our response to the Old Testament. The second reading is. is um, an ongoing, continuous um, message from the, for the three years uh, of our, our calendar, and then the gospel is, is about you know Jesus, his teachings, his actual word, and so the literature of the of the word is God's gift. This is how He speaks, yep. and He's preparing us. So there's really two tables. He's nurturing us with His words. And he's preparing our souls and our minds and our message. And then so we're then going to now proceed into the liturgy of the Eucharist. So in our next episode, we will be covering that section of the Mass. So there's an actual flow. We have the 
rites, the liturgy of the word, and then they'll go into the liturgy of the Eucharist, and then it concludes. So um, I hope this folks have found this informational. I hope you gives find you a it better understanding of, better of under the Mass yep. and how it flows and it, how it, it, um, it improves your faith with with God. I know doing the research in these podcasts has kind of helped me. I don't know about. Oh, absolutely. Everything that we do helps to build my faith, to help build my understanding of why we do things. Um, as, as we just described uh, in the gospel reading of doing the sign of the cross, I wasn't aware that that was something we, the congregation just mimicked. I didn't know that. And, and, and so this is stuff we share with our seventh graders. Yep. Um, Sal and I teach a seventh grade class. We're going to take them up through, through confirmation. So... Um, we, we got this idea to share this on a podcast. Yep. And Sharing our journey of, of, of obviously us teaching, uh, us learning along the way, and covering some very interesting topics to uh, fulfill our faith and uh, expand our faith and become more faithful. So uh, thank you again. Thank you for tuning in. We're humbled, uh, and we appreciate um, anyone who listens. And uh, have a great Sunday and a blessed week. God bless.